They drink their tea with jam. In the tea, Matthew. There you go. In the tea. Not about that at all. I mean, it seems like a better place for jam than I am. Not about rice, that. But... Agree. <laughs> still, not Chili a, still not a great place for a jam. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rear of the Grid featuring a bonus little bit of F2 for you. As always, I am your host, Matt. Joined as ever by my good friend, Jashan. How are you today, sir? Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited, mate. I'm keen to get stuck into it today. Lots to talk about, and I'm fucking chuffed that Formula One is back, you know. Above all, do not lament my absence, for in my spark, I know that this is not the end, but merely a new beginning. Simply put, another transformation. Uh, I really wish I had the time to like go and come up with three quotes and just use three random Transformers quotes instead of actual things we do. <laughs> and on this week's show, Taylor Swift, <laughs> Transformers. <Shake> it off. <laughs> you can't top those. And dude. would you rather? Hey, you go, Jishan. Uh, would you rather Transformers or Taylor Swift? <laughs> Easy. The, the context of it, completely ambiguous. Would you just rather Transformers Easiest or Taylor Swift? Easiest decision of my entire life. Transformers, baby! There we go. All that and more on this, another episode of Rear of the Grid. Here we are back for another week in preview of Fernando Alonso dating Taylor Swift <laughs> and nothing. Ah, uh, you can't. We That's can't the preview. It is already only... happening, mate. But we don't know for sure. Come on now. It's all. It's all just strong rumors and innuendo. So there's a weird crossover. If it is actually a thing. Life be it's wild. not a weird. I think it uh, makes perfect sense. On. I mean, Fernando is a swarthy, exotic man, and and Taylor is a country bumpkin from the from the hinterlands. And she'd be like, "Oh my God, look, he speaks Spanish. This is fantastic." Uh, so uh, yes, uh, Jashan here is our resident massive Taylor Swift stan. He thinks Taylor, Taylor Swift is the most talented artist ever. Um, yes, you do. You like to substitute your lack of a personality for just hating Taylor <laughs> Swift and thinking that makes you an interesting person. My no, lack of a personality? How darest thou, sir? I like spice words as well. That's a personality. <laughs> spice words. But do you like ice spice? I actually don't. I think she's really overrated. But I know very little about her other from the random AI appearances she makes oh, in the president videos. Dude, this AI stuff is start is it's starting to wear me down, man. We've got some AI chat coming in later in Send It, by the way, just a fun little foreshadowing. Oh, well, I know what story that is. That boy's a liar. That boy's a liar. It's a fun catchy song, but yeah, Ice Spice's part isn't just it's just not it. It's it's all about Pink Pantheris for me. <laughs> Uh, I just think that, like, the hippity-hoppity realm of society has just gone too far at this point. 
Well, mm-hmm. it's a very specific subgenre of hip hop that she does. It's it's New York drill, which is like the worst of the of the drill genres. It goes English drill number one by a fair margin, and then it goes Australian drill a hard second. And then all the way down the bottom. I'm serious. No, Western Sydney and, and Logan Drill is actually really good. And Oh well see, I was gonna say I'm just not sure if drill's that great, but No, I hate drill. It's very it's it's crap. But it is uh, the the current thing, so uh, the kids like it, I suppose, and you you got to get behind the kids. Nope, didn't didn't mean it like that. <laughs> That's a bummer. <laughs> Funnily enough, uh, ah, it's a good day. It's I'm, I'm on three hours sleep, so bear with me, listeners. I'm trying. Could my it best. be that I am so out of touch? No, it is the children who are wrong. <laughs> exactly. I don't understand trends. Uh, tune in, tune in next week for um our new drill-based podcast. <laughs> uh, each week it'll be a surprise whether we're talking about the musical drill or just the like actual- drill bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But first um, guest we're tossing up between Ice Spice and Bob the Builder, <laughs> the CEO of Ryobi. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> but yeah, all right. You know what? Let's let's get. The, the the silly story of the week out of the way and we'll talk some actual content just show what, what do you know what do you make of this supposed actually that Fernando Alonso and Taylor Swift are dating because I I stumbled across this headline like well a couple of days ago or something I thought this was some hilarious joke and yeah. then I was like wait I just thought it was some weird thing that people have dreamt up and like we'll make a joke about this for a few days and I was like wait no is this actually real I'm so confused what is going on <laughs> no nah, man, it's it's fucking real. Um, uh, I think they were seen uh, walking the paddock together in I don't know when was it Australia? I'm not too sure. But regardless, they were walking the paddock together at some point in time, and obviously the rumor mills abound, and everyone's like, and um, Fernando kind of just he's been like he's been dropping these little hints, so. He had a little um, a TikTok sent the other day that he captioned Race Week Error, which could be alluding to Taylor Swift's um, Errors tour that she's currently on. And he also said um, Feeling 33, which could be a link to her song 22. Two, yeah. It's, it's, oh, it, nice, it's all nice. a bit, it's just speculative. It's just because I, I believe Taylor Swift has only just separated with her previous partner. Oh, no. um, I feel like Fernando's just separated with his long-term partner as well. So this is a classic Sammy Guevara. This screams of Sammy Guevara and um, Tay Mello. Uh, for the half of our listener base that listens, half a per- sorry, half a person within our listener base who possibly also knows wrestling. And now people are saying that Taylor Swift actually wrote anti-hero about Fernando Alonso. So there's all yes, I did see that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Need to. I'm gonna have to slide into the DMs of a few of my Taylor Swift friends. Hell yeah! And be like, yo. So what's the scoop here? I mean, she's she, Fernando is a much better catch than Joe Alwyn, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but everyone seemed. They all seemed really. Um, incomprehensibly devastated with the news that uh, they were breaking they up or something. Up. Yeah. So Well, they both look the same. They've both got that strawberry blonde, you know, very uh, Caucasian look about them. So they're two, they were two peas in the, the pod. The discourse was very, this can't be real. Please tell me this isn't happening. Oh, and I was like, I've never even heard of this fucking man. Like... Oh my God. But all I've, all I've got to say is I can't wait for the fucking banger Taylor Swift releases after Fernando Alonso breaks her heart. I reckon that'll be great. And it should become 
It should become the next F1 theme. Odds on Fernando Alonso singing a Taylor Swift song over the radio in Baku. <laughs> uh, that would be truly incredible, and I don't think... At that point, I would argue if that does happen, then the Baku rule, A, I'll have to find time to come on the show next week. Yeah. Uh, but B, that will be our final ever episode, because <laughs> F1, F1 will have peaked, and yep. that's it. We're, we're stopping the podcast after that, because there's no point. It could never get better than that. And uh, also, I mean, look, it might just be a bit of a rebound, because Fernando only split with his partner directly after the Australian Grand Prix, so... I don't know. It could just be I don't. Let's see. This already screams of like something was going on behind the scenes, and then they're both yeah. separated from. Yeah. Mm, damn. Like I said, Sammy and Tay. That's there you go. Interesting, but um, there is also <laughs> cars to talk about. Um, there is. There is some plane. actual actual news. <laughs> um, hey, that is actual news. People love that shit. But okay, let's let's segue with speaking of other drivers that are much adored by the broader Formula One community. Yeah, Lance Stroll. Let's do it. That's wait, there's Lance Stroll news? No, I was just making a joke because he's not very beloved. Oh. Uh, oh mate, Lance Stroll. Oh, well, I'll have to find that. I, I listed I ranked the drivers in favourite order for myself because I was proving a point of how much I dislike Max Verstappen. So I'll I should go through that list later. Yeah. Uh but Daniel let's talk Daniel Ricardo. Because he is much beloved by the broader F1 community. He is appreciated. Uh, he's, he's got a, he's got that cheeky smile on his dial. He has been talking and I believe others have been talking about the possibilities of him returning to the grid next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jashan, take us take us through where that situation sort of appears to be at. Yeah, so, yeah, rumours are abounding, sir. The, the, the mill is in full swing. Um, Danny Rick himself hasn't been, like, insanely vocal about everything. But Gunter Steiner actually came out and he confirmed that yes i have had chats with daniel ricardo he didn't go into too many details but you know essentially on a on a contract that would in theory start in 2024 um ricardo like on on his part he's been very confident like his usual cocky self like oh i know there aren't many free f1 seats but i'm not scared you know I'm, i'm still focused on coming back that kind of thing so he seems positive he seems focused He's obviously a great marketing asset for anyone, as we saw in Australia. He was romping around town and, I don't know, making jokes about the, the koalas and stuff to people. It was it was very nice. So Haas, you know, if they get a guy like that in, it, would you not agree? Like, it'd be a huge boost to, to them uh, from a brand standpoint, at least. Yes, and it would be an upgrade on Kevin Magnussen. So. And it would be an upgrade on Nico. Lookenberg! <laughs> Less so, but well, you know how we are. Possibly. We do differ in this. So I'm, I'm not going to get into yes, that and yet your differing is continuing to look worse and worse. Considering Hulkenberg has been faster over one lap than Kevin every single weekend, and has outdriven and scored more points than him so far this season. So good to see if one race. Calm down. That's all it takes. That's all it takes, baby. Kevin's gonna is gonna bring it back. You watch. Although it would be fun to see Ricardo and Hulkenberg on a team together, just purely for the. Oh, that would be way better. Yeah, no one wants to see Ricardo and Kevin Magnussen together. Yeah, just for the. No one wants to see Kevin Magnussen full stop. The man is my nineteenth favorite Formula One driver right now. Who's twentieth? Who do you think's twentieth? Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, champion of the world. Yeah, fair enough. 
All right, so you haven't you haven't uh, started on the the backwards upwards trend. You're still remembering the domination too too succinctly. Oh, Lewis is never. I know. I never liked Lewis in the first place. No, Lewis is never recovering. Fair enough. Lewis is firmly down the bottom. Lewis, Magnuson, and Max Verstappen, my so three you, least favorite. You like K Mag less than you like Stroll. Oh, well, here we go. So, well, let me run through this. I'll go through quickly for reverse order. So, from 20th to first. So, Hamilton's at 20th. Magnuson, Verstappen, uh, Yuki Sonoda. Wow. Nick DeVries, my five least favorite drivers. Wow. Then so- we have. Alexander Albon. Jesus. Esteban Ocon. What is going on? Lando Norris, who I'm looking at now and kind of want to switch places with Ocon. Uh, Lance Stroll is my 12th favorite driver on the grid. What the fuck? And then what? I just you so you've been so anti-stroll since we started this podcast. I didn't think. Yeah, but I'm high. I'm loving this narrative of him in an actually competent car. Yeah, all right, fair <laughs> it's, enough. It's very amusing for me. Uh, Zhou Guan Yu is 11th. Uh, and then to the top half of the field, Charles Leclerc, Pierre Gasly, Logan Sargent, Sergio Perez, Fernando Alonso. And then the top five, uh, lots of Australians in here, Valtteri Bottas, <laughs> uh, Nico Uckenberg, Carlos Sainz, Oscar Piastri, and unsurprisingly, uh, George is my favourite driver. Interesting. I, I'm surprised Albon's below Ocon, but beyond that, uh, oh, I thought Yuki would be higher. Um, no, I'm just so done with Yuki being in the sport that it's hurting how much I like him. You see that Yuki and Hamilton are the only two drivers to have gained places in every single race so far? Oh, well, Yuki confirmed next seven-time world champion. Still still not a fan, yeah. But, um, yeah, Yuki's doing well. you got to show some love to Yuki Sonoda. He's going well. But, yeah, so you, you think the Ricardo rumoured move to, to Haas is, is, um, is a good one? I reckon that'd be the go. If he's if he's not bothered and not you know in a spot of oh no I don't want to take any seat that's not ultra competitive. Why not? I think he could do some alright things in that car. I don't think there'd be the same weight of pressure there was at McLaren. He wouldn't have any issues of having a driver who could really that and who they're gonna massively favour the car to as well. Like, Lando, I, I think it was, Lando was obviously the number one driver at McLaren in terms of that pairing. Like, he is the future. Daniel might have been able to win them some races now, but Lando is the plan for the future to win world championships. They weren't going to design the car to suit Daniel if that meant it wouldn't suit Lando. You're not going to have that issue at Haas if he's there with Magnussen, if he's there with Hulkenberg, if he's there with 2023... F um, F two champion Oli Behrman, whatever the case may be, whether he's with Hulkenberg or Magnussen, or if they go Ricardo and a rookie, um, the car can be set up more in his liking. Uh, so yeah, I reckon that would be a good spot, and it would be fun to see him back on the grid and see if he can rebound a bit from obviously two very torrid years. With McLaren, because I think he's probably got more to offer. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, probably. Yeah, look, maybe a year off will revitalize his energy a little bit. And well, I think you can you can see already, even just a few months out of the car, just not not being there, turning in awful results in a, in a car that clearly he just could not gel with week in and week out, how much the narrative's already turned back around to when everyone's like, oh, yeah, why isn't this guy on the grid? Like, he's really good. Even though, like, six months ago we were like this, 
guys just get him gone because he's so dumb. Yeah, and I, I guess it would also answer the question of like, was it Ricardo or was it literally just that McLaren car, right? Because we won't yes. necessarily know until we see him get into another car. Um, and also he's got the like a massive reach in in America. So he is a very marketable man and rocks a good uh, Stetson. That's it, mate. He likes a good Stetson, brother. Nicely done. Nice uh, hat knowledge, Matt. Look at you, you little hatter over here. That's your future career. You. When this podcast, um, if this podcast doesn't make it, because I'm sure it still will, you've got hattery. That's the, you're going to be a hat man. <laughs> Selling Stetsons. Absolutely. That is clearly the logical career progression for me. But moving on uh, again, Mercedes. Mercedes. It's been a... Well, to be honest, it's been a better start to the season than I think they'd make it out to be. Would you agree? Oh, fuck yeah. No, they, like, they've, they've talked a really negative game for most of this season, but they're not doing all that badly. They've got to what? They've got to be seconding the constructors, right? Uh, might be so, Aston Martin. True, it might be Aston Martin. F1. I'll tell you something for free. It's not fucking Ferrari. Fuck. I can I can concur with that. Very it nice. Is... Yeah, sorry. Aston Martin is nine points clear of Mercedes. But they're right on Aston Martin's tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, well ahead of Ferrari. It's not going that. They've started to look... They're looking significantly improved in Australia. Lewis was pretty comfortable in holding off Alonso. George, I think, would have been on the podium as well as Lewis had it not been for red flags and engine failures. Yep. But as yet, they have opted to not be complacent. Uh, and they've made some... Well, not so much personnel changes, but personnel reshuffling, have they not? Yeah. So they've been course-correcting in a, in a large way. So obviously we've had a month off since the last Grand Prix now, essentially. And a bunch of teams have brought through upgrades, Mercedes included, and they've finally kind of gone away from that car concept they conceived at the start of the this new era. Um, so there's that, but also um, they've been changing up the personnel. So James Allison is a name that some of you might be familiar with. Matt, are you familiar with the name James Allison? I am. Um, You're a big James Allison fan? Uh, I think he is pretty good, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it is a bit. It's an odd time to change technical leadership, I'd say. But basically, they had promoted um, Mike Elliott from leading our aerodynamics to 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 become the technical director wholly. And basically, Elliott himself has implied that it was maybe a bit too much, a bit of um, uh, a bitten bitten off more than he could chew situation. So, um, he started talking to Allison like, "Hey, can you help me out here?" Obviously, they have lost some key figures over the past couple of seasons, namely to Red Bull, like, yeah, Adrian... Adrian... Oh, sorry. No, Adrian Newey's been at Red Bull for a while, right? Uh, yes, my entire time watching Formula but 1, which is Mercedes- almost a decade and a half. Mm-hmm. But Mercedes have... They've definitely lost some names to Red Bull, and I think Aston Martin as well. Um, forgive me for not having the names ready to go. But um, Allison, despite not necessarily actively looking to return to his old job as technical director, has been convinced to come back and will take the lead again. Um, yeah. what, what, do you, what, do you, what do you make of this? Like A, a reshuffling of staff in mid-season is typically indi- indicative of drama, but 
this is probably more positive. Yeah, no, I, I think so. I think this is just identifying the the positions they put a few people in maybe aren't quite clicking. James Allison has proven he's done this sort of role in other teams, possibly also even in Mercedes yes, uh, yes. in the past. Uh, and he is up there. He's widely regarded as one of the brighter minds in the paddock. So, yeah, the fact that they managed to convince him to return to the role, I think it's probably um, a good thing and will likely see some benefits. Um it may be hard to truly quantify them because I don't think there's any way they're catching Red Bull. And then it'll be hard to say, oh, they beat Aston Martin for second because they put James Allison to technical director. But, yeah, I, I think only good will come for this for Mercedes. Of course, but... And Aston Martin are bringing through upgrades as well, I do believe, for Baku. But George Russell has spoken to the media, as he wants to do. He's he's a very media-friendly personality, is George. He is loving it, um, really engaging with the spotlight. But he basically said that they found more gains in the past two or three weeks than they had found over the entire winter, basically, by focusing in a different direction. So... Uh, vibes are good at Mercedes right now. You, you don't buy in... Because there are a few people out there starting to chat like, oh, maybe Mercedes can do a little bit of something. Because you have to remember, Matthew. And I think this is something we forget about. But Red Bull have a developmental penalty this season, so they can't really upgrade the car. True. But at what... The, the key question would be that because... I don't think we're anywhere near reaching the crossover point yet. Mercedes would have had to take a massive leap forward. So it's where does the crossover point come? Because, you know, if the the crossover if, if that's the case and if Red Bull's gonna stay somewhat stagnant and that, but like if the crossover point doesn't come before the mid season break, it what after Belgium, which is round thirteen of 23 like if we get to belgium and max has won 10 of the 13 races and has at a 70 point lead it's not going to matter if hamilton wins five races down the home stretch or whatever because max will still win a couple george will win a cut like i just don't think any other team could chase down and pass red bull to get into that slot mm-hmm. of best, fastest team on the grid, most likely to win a race early enough in the season for them to actually hold down Red Bull. It could get close. Like We saw this in 2009 when Braun just brought out this brilliant, uh, very innovative package and that, and as the season went on, the other oh. teams who actually had the budgets and that to keep tinkering with their cars nice. also brought in versions of, I think his brother Braun was the blown diffuser, maybe the double red diffuser, but I think it was the blown diffuser. Use the chat. <laughs> Shout out to a... And by the end of the season, it was very much it. Red Bull and a bit like Ferrari, who were the cars winning races. But Button and Braun had got out to a big enough lead by completely dominating the first seven or eight weeks of the season that they were able to hang on, even though, like, Button didn't win a single race for the second half of the year. I don't even know if he won a race after, like, round eight. He won, like, seven of the first eight races. I might have won one race in the entire second half of the season. Yeah. Or something. But was able to hang on, because they were just out to such uh, a big lead. Also, just an interesting thing I've noted, uh, these sprint updates, though, actually, sorry, I'll save that for um 
a bit. Yeah. Save so, it for later, brother. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm. I don't really buy into chat of teams chasing down, overtaking, and running down Red Bull. I do think these championships are going to be going to Max and Red Bull. It's just more of are they still dominating in the same fashion they are right now come season's end? I mean, Red Bull, so three races, they've got three wins, three poles, and two one-twos. So, yeah. They're not bad for old mate Christian. <laughs> not bad for Horny Horner. Um, yeah, I, yeah. We'll, we'll know more after Baku. It'll be an indicator of how much these other teams have improved. Aston Martin have confirmed they've upgraded... Uh, McLaren have confirmed they've upgraded. Ferrari have confirmed they have not upgraded. Um, <laughs> Fred Vasseur playing the stubborn, um, not nah, we're good, the car is still good play. I don't know if that's necessarily what Ferrari fans want to hear. Um, it is crazy that we really hoped that Vasseur would come to Ferrari and sort of drag Ferrari and mould them a bit into his image. But what's actually happened is that Vasseur has joined Ferrari and moulded into Ferrari's image. Yeah. Yeah, so far. But I mean, maybe maybe fans like that. He's still got the confidence in the car and, and in the team to kind of fix the issues that have plagued them so far without radically changing their design. Perhaps. Quickly moving Ooh, along. Emmanuel Quickly. Basketball is my favourite the... Knicks are looking good. The Knicks are looking good, mate. Not the Wellington Phoenix, though. They are looking bad. Oh, he's oh. done an A-League segue as well. Shout out to our sister so podcast, is... The Four-Man Wall. We recently got our most popular Huge episode out there. Give it a amount to my fantasy team. Fuck yeah. Uh, it's so disappointing to learn that Harry Sheasel can be human. You hate to see it. Oh, we've got all the sports. We've got it. Fuck, we've already done wrestling. Now we've got fucking basketball, soccer, and AFL wrapping it up. We're doing well. Somehow, I think my NRL team is a nightmare, but somehow possibly still going to go kind of all right for a second straight week. Yeah. Another low-scoring week in the, in the in the rugby league. Yeah, but, like, I've got four to play today, and I've, I've gone up ranks so far, and that <sighs> might be enough to... Cling on home. I, Get out of this. Wing guy. fullbacks are in trouble though. Tom Trubojevic has bled so much cash, and I'm just going to cut losses. Yeah, yeah. I, I I hopped off Hayes Parham, and I think I think Sloan will probably be the next one to go in that particular regard. But. Fuck me, it's, it's all a bit juicy, isn't it? Bit dramas, yes. But before we get to starting to talk things more primarily Azerbaijan Grand Prix, Jashan, do you want to play a bit of Send It? Did I send it or did I not didn't send it? Yeah, you Oh, send it! Send it! Oh! Matty Hume, I'd love to, brother. This is the segment where I rattle off a few, um, let's just call them par headlines from the honestly drama-free world of, of Formula One. Like, thank God we got the Al- Alonzo Taylor Swift story because not a lot happened in the past month, quite frankly. Things have been... Oh, that's a joke I was going to make. You said everyone's bringing upgrades and I was like, yeah, Fernando Alonso is going to have a new lease on life. Yeah, he is, baby. Yeah, he is, baby. Ha-ha. Taylor Swift's upgrading. I'll tell you that for free. Alrighty. Number one. Oh, yeah. Matt will choose one he wants to talk about. I'm going to choose one as well. You know what? You've, you've heard it all before. It's fun shit. 
But number one, courtesy of The Guardian. Wow. Never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> Never thought I'd... Oh, my God. Magazine editor sacked over AI-generated Schumacher interview. Over there on The Guardian. Headline number two. F1 exploring regionalized trackside sponsorship. Speed Cafe. Uh, courtesy of Matt Cock. Good journal over there at Speed Cafe. Headline number two. Official F1 website. Frank Williams Academy launched in memory of legendary F1 team boss. Headline number four. Which I've actually lost. Crap. Shit. Oh god, I've actually hit the cross button and I've forgotten it. Alright, I'll move on to number five. Uh, Formula One official website again. One point. Not a fair reflection of Williams' potential in 2023, says Team Boss Vols. And I'm quickly going to Google Formula One news to find my fifth headline. Play some music in the background. Ah yes, there it is. We found it. Motorsport.com. Silverstone modifies turn one runoff in response to scary Joe F1 crash. Matty Hume, the merchant of Hume, the matter for. Kind sir. The, the leading uh, pundit in Formula One circles these days um, with, Will, with Will Buckton's uh, reputation really taking a tumble in recent weeks. Um, oh, I disagree. I, AI Will Buxton has completely turned around my entire opinion of Will Buxton because he is the only AI character that is funnier than George Russell in my mind. Ooh, controversial. I, I top top three. I think I'd have to go Buxton, George Russell, and then I reckon Biden's the funniest. I was going to say I love me some Sleepy Joe Biden. I love me some Sleepy Joe Biden. But lay it on me, brother. Any of those headlines speaking to you on a on a. On a, on a I'm gonna go with this regionalized trackside sponsorship. I was not expecting that. Yeah, mate. Mate, time to get into the older analytics and everything. So basically, this pertains to. I heard that and I went and looked up the article. Good man. Talk about oh, you, the, the, the um, article by Matt so Cock over there on Speed this, Cafe. Good man. <laughs> uh, this pertains to obviously um, having like trackside signage and stuff at. Um, events, so that's apparently a third of F1's annual revenue. A lot of money. But obviously that's limited by a number of events and stuff like that. By what I'm guessing what they want to do is using digital, like, virtual stuff, so that will be and, like, so, like super, so I think this will be, like, superimposed sponsorships. You have, like, digital um, like, supercars and that, I think, has this, like, they have, like, Instead of just having, I mean, you still obviously have like sponsor hoardings on barriers, possibly things like that, like walls and overhead bridges and that. But you have like some virtual digital ones that you can change. They have like they're like superimposed. Like, um, what's the word? Is it you are? What's the what's the term for like those um like holographic graphics or whatever that like WWE puts up for the superstars and the entrances? Uh, um, I don't know, fucking you're a techno person. No, I'm not. I'm terrible, dude. We our our ko crashed on Friday at the bar, and I I was begging star customers to fix it for me. I was like, you want a free pint? Fix my TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but yeah, these like digital virtual graphics and that. Uh, they have them in supercars down under and that. Yeah, you'll obviously occasionally see them like. Yeah, they'll be, like, on the grass. Because that's the thing. So, basically, it's instead of just having a big, super cheap logo, 
painted on the big bit of infield or whatever you have it it's not actually there physically in real life but it's just there on your tv screen because then that logo on lap two can be super cheap on lap five it can be mobile one on lap 22 it's pet barn on lap 40 it's hell repco because yeah. you've had a massive mid-race falling out yes super cheap. hell yes the point being in that, or you have, yeah, like virtual billboards and that. Now, personally, I think I don't like these because I think they look crap. Ha! Um, they detract from my experience personally. Uh-huh. I just think they look really, they just don't look very right. And it always looks really weird when a car goes spinning off into the infield or something. Yeah. And like the graphic, it obviously goes like underneath the graphic because the graphic is superimposed over the picture. Yeah. And the car is the actual picture. Um, but I also just think they look pretty... Nav, but Nav. I get why hey, they're Hey, look at you. You're using the lingo of the kids. I get why they're going down this route, possibly. Because, obviously, the goal would be, instead of just having the Australian Grand Prix and maybe one of the big, the like uh, bridges over the track in Albert Park has Pertec sponsorship on it. Oh, fuck yeah. You can have it instead. If it's digital, if it's virtual, if it's, you know, as I said, superimposed on the race coverage... Then in Australia, we're seeing super cheap. Mm. In America, they're seeing an ad for Walmart. Yeah. In Great Britain, it's for Waitrose. Oh, my man's is coming through with... In Germany, it's Aldi. Is Aldi German? Yeah, man. Did you not know that Aldi there was German? You go. Yeah. The Germans know how to craft cheap-ass... Supermarket goods, it's good. Yeah, so the point being is every you can have a unique thing to each region and that. So then your mass because it does no good having an advertising hoarding that I in Australia can see advertising some uniquely American store. But if you can divvy that up so every single region is seeing different regional specific ads in that, you're effectively multiplying your like advertising potentials and that by however many regions there are um so it will allow significantly because then instead of having 20 um companies pay to be sponsored at this grand prix they could have 200 companies giving them money to advertise on this grand prix yeah so uh yeah can see why they're doing it be interested to see how they go about it and how sleek it ends up looking on the finished product but i'm not surprised by this and hey, money makes the world go round. I think this so is this is this... a more creative way to make money than just selling races to America and the Middle East. Yes, if we could do something like this rather than just auctioning off Grand Prix to the highest bidder and or allow even more heightened revenue in something like this, the fact that everyone can be getting a bit more to allow another team or two onto the grid. Yeah. Then it's worth it. Fuck yeah. Hopefully it all it all works out. Um no, I, I tend to agree with you um, with all that. I, I, I haven't seen it in action, so I can't speak to the aesthetics of it. But, I, yeah, I think it's a pretty reasonable way to generate some cash flow. I am going... I'm going to go with the, the Vols one, the Williams story. But I do just want to say, um, if someone's in a coma and struggling with their health, let's, let's not uh, pretend that they have gotten healthy enough again to, to, to conduct an article with them. That is insane so basically this this german uh journalist 
what's her name, Anne Hoffman, used AI to generate quotes from Michael Schumacher and branded it as like, oh, the first interview. Quite possibly one of the most tasteless things I've ever seen in my entire life. And I am glad she got sacked. But um, in more positive notes, James Bolt, the, the very dapper team principal of Williams, basically says that uh, one point, yeah, like not, it's not really where we're at. He thinks they've, they should have gotten more points. Obviously, Albon had an unfortunate crash recently um, in Albert Park, which, you know, he was sixth, I think, at the time. So would have gotten some points there. And I guess I just wanted to ask you... Where are we? Um, do you believe him? Like, do, do you believe in Williams? Do you believe in, in in that package? Do you believe in their drivers? Do you think they can actually go on a bit of a run in twenty twenty three? Or is it all just smoke? A bit of a bit of both. I believe in. I don't know whether I how much I believe for this. Uh, they've looked okay this year, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, do I believe in their drivers? Absolutely. If you don't want to like Logan Sargent for some of his off-track things, by all means, but I think on the track, Logan Sargent is a really excellent driver. I've said it so many times already. Mm. This man may genuinely be every bit as good as Oscar. He gave Oscar his biggest run for his money of his young career so far in the 2020 uh, Formula 3 championship. Uh, I'm so high on what Logan has to offer as a driver. And I think we both agree that Albon is a good, experienced head who gets a lot out of that car and is just very consistent with it. So they've got the drivers there that if they can give them half a package, half a sniff, I think both of them can take those opportunities. Yeah. I can't know whether I see them going on a run, per se, and really charging up the field. Probably not. But do I think they could be capable of beating both AlphaTauri and Haas in the standings when all is said and done? I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all. Okay. Fuck yeah, my man's is back in Williams. Big Willie fan over here. Good stuff, Matt. Uh, Jashan, shall we both find out which F1 team we should be supporting for oh, the rest ha, of the season? Oh, yes, sir. We love it. We're doing a BuzzFeed-style personality test, and we're doing it Formula One style. Five questions long? That's less than I thought it might it's be. Very, it's very short. But, all right, Jashan. Question one is, how important is history to you? Uh, so do you want a team that knows what it's like to win? You prefer a team with a fresh identity or old and new? It doesn't matter to me. Matty Hume, I would prefer a team with a fresh identity. I love it. Nice I'm... and fresh like a guava. <laughs> I'm going old or new. It doesn't matter to me. Oh, oh a classic okay. fence sitter. Get a load of this Question guy. two. Where do you want to be based? In a modern sparkling facility on a huge campus, I wouldn't want to be based at a university, uh, with everything I need in one place, next to other motorsport activities, why not share the expertise, or near a circuit, I want to be able to test and bring updates quickly. So you're saying you don't want to be based uh, over, there, over there at the Sandstone? UQ? Oh, UQ. Oh, I don't know, mate. By the oh, way, I'm going to go with nearest circuit. Me too. I want to be able to test and bring updates quickly. I want to be a real just, McLaren out just there. Just want to be out of base, base at Silverstone, basically. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. I want to. I want to go for. Uh, I want to have. I want to throw rages on the fucking track. Let's fucking. What go. kind of livery would no, you run? Real quick, One... real quick, real quick. Uh, shout out to my mum who recently flew down uh, to visit. Uh, took the spotlight from Matthew. Unfortunately, he was also planning a visit. Thank, uh, shout out to you, Matt. But basically, I asked her, like, oh, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the sandstone? Because obviously, she studied there over at UQ, and her and her friend 
who also started at UQ, were like, oh, we never even thought about it. We never even considered the sandstone to be a thing. So, I don't, yeah, a bit of a discrepancy over there with the love of the sandstone, unfortunately, but... Uh, it's just not good enough. It's just not good it's enough. It's just not good enough. So keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. Uh, what kind of livery would you run? One primary colour to keep things clean and simple. I want at least two colours to mix things up. Whatever the pattern, I'd like our car to be the brightest on the grid. Well, you've, you've been a fence-sitter thus far, but I'm going to be sitting on that fence at the moment. I want at least two cool colours to mix things up a little bit. Nothing too crazy. Oh, that's really fence-sitting. Nothing too simple. Um, oh, What livery do I think looks... I think one primary colour. It's the single colour. The Aston, the Ferrari, and the um, Mercedes mm. are the three cars that, off the top of my head, I think look the sleekest. See, in my mind, I'm thinking Alpha, I'm thinking Alpha Romeo. I'm <laughs> thinking Alpha Tauri. I'm thinking That's fair. two cool colours looking sharp. Uh, what type of team principal would you like? <laughs> they need to set the most ambitious targets out there. Goals aside, I want them to make their voices heard in the media. Mm. Being blunt and straight to the point is their way forward. Well, we all know what answer gets you, Haas. <laughs> Uh, we should quietly go about our business and talk on the track straight away. Quietly going about our business, talk on the track. Yeah, yeah I, I figured you'd pick that, and I respect the decision. I'm going the complete opposite way. I want them to be chatty. I want them to get out there, be a figurehead. Oh, chat mate, you're going to end up with a Red Bull or Mercedes. That's a shocking decision. Yeah, you fucking know it, baby. I want to hear some chat out there. Let's go. And what would your preferred driver lineup? Two mm. experienced racers who I can rely on, a blend of youth and experience for a potent combination, two eager youngsters ready to prove themselves. There is only one, well, the most correct way is you go a blend of youth and experience. Mm. Oh, there we go. What are you going with? Well, I'm actually picking option D, which is uh, Danny Kvyat. And Danny Ricardo uh, here to bring the most banter ever seen in Formula One history. But no, I'm going to go with two eager youngsters. I'm going to do the Haas experiment, so I'm sure that'll end Ooh. well. Okay, well, I got Alpine. Oh my god. I don't love, but I don't hate either. Well, I'm pretty chuffed. I've got myself Alpha Tauri. I do like Alpha I was going to say, yeah, two youngsters, you get that. It's a shame that that means you get the shittest team on the grid. Yeah, that, that's true. Uh, this is true. I'm, I'm hoping it's more of an Alpha Tauri from a couple of years ago. But I, they're, they're my second favorite team on the grid already. So I was going to say, out of curiosity, what would you actually say is your favorite team on the grid? Aston Martin. Yeah. 100. I've been I've been on the payroll the entire time, Matt. They never stopped sending me that sweet, <laughs> sweet cheddar. Stack the provolone, motherfuckers. It's grind season. That's fair. See, I, I ebb and flow. I don't think I identify with teams as much in Formula 1 as I do individual drivers, but I think I probably still lock down on Williams yep. as my answer yep. to yep. Yep. favourite yep. team. Yep. Fair enough. I think they've always had at least one driver I really like as well. It is going a good back point. to the days of, well, at least at very least, the Bottas days. But honestly, you know, oh no, because they had Hulkenberg as well back in the day. Hulkenberg. I kind of, I kind of ironically loved Pasta Maldonado. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, all right. What kind of pasta is Pasta Maldonado? Is he is he a nice penne or more of a rigatoni maybe or? Or a fat, juicy gnocchi. He is uh, spaghetti. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. He's a bit curly. He's a bit curly whirly. <laughs> Baku. Yep. Now, Jashan, some big changes to Baku that have happened in just the last couple of weeks. I can't. 
We talked about this story a few weeks back, how Max Verstappen, uh, there was this rumour that they'd be changing up the sprint format to basically make it a standalone sprint race on the Saturday with its own qualifying session and qualifying on Friday to set the grid for the race on Sunday. Yep. Someone's quite popular there in the background. Yeah, I'm very... I should probably put my phone further away from the microphone. It does... Oh, it's... Oh, it's... it's oh, thank God. Do, do, do. On top of the world, Matt, feeling good, but I've now oh, th- I've thrown my phone further away from the mic, so I'll, I should stop. <laughs> Gee, I wonder what that could have been about. Yeah, it was, um, <laughs> it, was yeah, it was, um, I don't know, it was my mum. Uh, Yes, so we talked about that story and how Max said he would possibly quit the sport if they kept meddling with it. Well, they've gone ahead and meddled away. It has been confirmed. The new sprint format, which I assume will be for the rest of the season as well, but starting here, Baku, Azerbaijan is the first one. Will be now be a practice session on the Friday, which I think has maybe extended. So it's an hour and a half practice session on the Friday. Not still an hour. Still only an hour? Yep. Does it? Where where are you getting that information from? Uh, this uh, article I was reading. Oh, on interesting. On Sky Sports. Well, okay, it's Sky Sports, so it's probably wrong. So it probably is an hour and a half. No, no, I think is that. I think it should probably be extended if they just. It should absolutely be extended. Really uh, qualifying on Friday night or Friday evening, the afternoon session. That will be to determine the grid for the Grand Prix on Sunday. Then Saturday morning, it will be one-shot qualifying. So I don't know whether there's that, or it's just basically each of the 20 guys gets to do one lap, so 20 laps of total. Yeah. Uh, and that will determine the grid for the sprint race that will take place on Saturday afternoon. This is such a fresh update that the schedule on the F1 website for Bahrain, uh, for Bahrain, for Baku, still says practice two for Saturday. Um, so that it's, needs it's, to be fixed. It's, it's literally been like the past couple of days they've finalised this decision. Yes. So tell me, Jashan. Yeah. What do you do? You, what do you? Yeah, what do you think of this decision? Are you are you on board with this? Do you think this is the wrong way to go? What other chatter have you seen about it in terms of like the wider community? Chitter chatter, pitter patter. Let's get out of yeah. Look, um, so many ways I could go with this, Matt, but I'm gonna go with the banter first. This is fantastic because obviously now Max Verstappen has quit the sport, which means that your preseason prediction of him winning is no longer uh, valid. So you're an idiot, and I'm a genius. Charlotte Claire is going to win. Um, but no, it's... Uh, I'm very open-minded to, to such things. I, I like to try new things, see if it'll work, and I'll, I'll reserve my judgment until we see it happen. My beef, and there is beef, there's a big chunky cow for me on this one. Is it big beef? It's big beef. Oh, yeah. How many rebounds would you say it is in terms of, like, an equivalency? 30 plus. 30 plus. 30 plus. That, that is a huge beef. Uh, Matthew... <laughs> Would you say that um, Baku, Azerbaijan, is typically a clean race with few crashes? I can't remember a single crash in the history of Baku, <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Uh, Why no. the fuck is the first sprint race of the season in Baku? Yeah. Why look, the fuck have they done this? It's 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 a weird one, isn't it? It's not it's weird. It seems it's, an odd... stu- it's actively stupid. And all of the principals are angry, and for good reason. Like, we've got a cost cap here, lads. We can't spend that much money. I reckon all of the teams are going to have to shell out some extra cash for spare parts and repairs and whatnot, because this is going to be carnage. It's going to be... It's, I mean, it's going to be entertaining. 
but it's going to be absolute carnage. And it's, or they'll just play it really, really negatively. Maybe. And you couldn't blame them if they do. Yeah, well, that's it. But then that's going to lead to boring driving, isn't it? Boring racing. So yes. it's just a lose-lose for me. I really... I, I, I am kind of like... I'm, I'm curious. You've been dapping up one lap, one shot qualifying as long as I've known you. You know, back in primary school, we would, we would chat in football and you were like, fuck, I'm a big fan of one lap qualifying. <laughs> Sorry, one shot qualifying. <laughs> The what's what the World Cup should have a fucking top ten yeah, shootout. Exactly, that's how they should decide it. Exactly right. That's how they should pick um the winner. Um, so I'm 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 curious to see how that works, and I, I like that they separated, you know, the sprint from the feature, um, so that you know a crash in the sprint doesn't necessarily mean you're out of the out of the main Grand Prix. I think that's probably smart, but I just I really wish they chose a different track to do this, like. Almost any other track. It's not a street circuit. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. It is definitely a weird... A weird one for the sprint rate. Yeah, first sprint of the season to be at, at like, a street. Like, you wouldn't put it at Monaco, would you? Obviously, Baku is conducive to great racing. But, yeah, it's it's just an extra session of side-wheel-to-wheel stuff where you could have incidents and damage to the cars and everything. And, yeah, I, I don't know. It seems an odd one. Um, in terms of the actual change, I was thinking about it because I think I was initially down on this when it first got mentioned because I'm not, I don't love being tinkering and that with things and that. I think I've said, I think this feels a little bit like going the NASCAR route and trying to really modernize the sport when it doesn't need to. And instead taking away from its history and tradition and ostracizing a lot of the fan base. So like, I don't really love... I'd happily, if the sprint format just disappeared altogether, I would not be in any way bothered. In saying that, I was thinking about this more, and I think if we're going to have a sprint format, this is better than the one we've had for the last couple of years. Mm. I think having, as you said, the sprint as its own isolated thing will not determine it to the grid for the Grand Prix on Sunday means that now the only real occupational hazard hesitancy you have to have is, okay, well, I can't tear up this race car to the point that we cannot compete tomorrow. But if you try to make a slightly audacious move and get a puncture or spin out or whatever and finish last in the sprint race, whatever, you're still starting fourth for the Grand Prix. So I think it will allow people to be more aggressive in the sprint, which makes having that sprint race significantly more worthwhile because people might actually really try to go for it in it. Uh, And I also like the idea of the one-shot qualifying, as I I said. I think that could be interesting to see because there'll be a better chance. There'll be some times... Where it probably won't happen a lot, but over the course, and there'll probably be a few times where some of the bigger names are, uh, whether it's, you know, instead of being first, Max is fifth, but occasionally instead of being fourth, you could have Hamilton 13th because they make a little error. That's the only lap they get. And conversely, you could have some ones where, you know, Oscar does put together a really brilliant lap, and that's good enough that instead of he qualifying his normal 15th, he's able to be ninth. Yep. Uh, and then still finish 15th in the race probably but you know so I think it yeah it should make Saturday and the other thing is now if you want to you can just ignore Saturday entirely 
Yeah. It'll have, I don't know exactly how many points are online for this. It'll obviously have some minimal stuff, but if you want to just ignore Saturday and then read a recap or watch a very quick highlights package, it doesn't pertain in to the main Grand Prix in that, in the way the old one did, where it was, well, they qualify there, and that's what's going to set the grid for the race. Fuck yeah. Uh, by, by the way, fantastic use of the word pertain. That was really, really good. That got me a bit riled up. That, that um, rustled my jimmies a little bit. That was nice. And yeah, yeah. look, I, again, I'll reserve judgment on how the whole format will work uh, until we have it at a more pertinent track. I, I think it was uh, Christian Horner labeled it as completely ludicrous that they're doing this at Baku, and I, I couldn't agree more, Christian. I could not agree more. I hope you've enjoyed your camping trips with your family over the past month or so. Is that what he's been doing? I don't know. He, had, he went camping with his family on an episode of Drive to Survive, and it was, it was very adorable. It was just Jerry sitting there uh, telling him to fix his shit, and he's there like, oh, who brought the pegs? Did he tell them to go porpoising? <laughs> nah, nah. The only moment of Drive to Survive I've cared about for several nah, years. Nah, come on now. What about Gunter and Bernardo driving together in the hinterlands? To, uh, that was adorable. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. you got to look it up. It's fantastic. It does sound a little bit adorable, but I'm really just here for let, Let's Go Porpoising is about 80% of what gets me through the day. Ha! Huh. Wow. I uh, hope you're okay. Whenever whenever I'm struggling, I'm just like, you know what, guys? Let's go porpoising. Tired, stressed, you'll feel better what? on Swiss. <laughs> no, you'll feel better if you go porpoising. <laughs> Poor Kano it's, it's, just, it's just the perfect reaction. It, you know, actually, we need to make let's go porpoising into, like, did someone say KFC? Yeah, fuck yeah. Because you know how, like, KFC has that yeah, whole ad campaign yeah, where, like, yeah. a really awkward thing happens and it's just, oh, did someone say KFC? Just any time there's, like, an awkward silence in the room or whatever, <laughs> just, like, stand up, clap <laughs> your hands together and go, let's go porpoise. <laughs> we're mixed. We're willing to wait and see how the sprint format goes. Um, personally, for me, this weekend particularly, I'm just like, oh, why? That's just, like, an extra... Really, it's an extra two sessions I feel like I have to watch. Yeah. Because obviously, normally, I just watch quality. And I'd watch the race. Now exactly, I'm like, yeah. I kind of feel like I want to watch one shot quality and maybe have to try and watch the sprint. And there's already an F2, F3 this weekend. Well, definitely at least F2, I'm pretty sure. And obviously we are a week before Magic Round. I have two different games on this weekend as well. I'm working the full Sunday just doing setup stuff. So I'm just yeah. like, oh, it's just like... Uh, so it'll be a big public holiday on the Monday for me oh, yeah. of catching up with everything uh f1 adjacent from the previous weekend yeah. probably it's also like nba playoffs jimmy butler is cooking right now fucking uh golden generation of wrestling isn't the golf back on True. as well oh, mate. uh well i mean the masters is done so that's me that's me done with golf for the next year okay largely oh my god two minutes 46 okay imagine if they knock out the box that blows everything i know so wide open i know i know i know it's insane. Um, he's got 44 points, 8 boards, and 2 assists right now. And yep, they've just taken the lead. That's ridiculous. Playoff, Jimmy! Yeah, baby. He is a big-time performer. Yeah, baby. Playmakers make plays, even though it was a trailer for Madden. Uh, anyway, Baku itself. Jashan, uh, we've already said, obviously... World can see a lot of incidents here. It is a street circuit. It's a fairly wide open street circuit, except for the couple of places that it's not. 
Yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. primarily the castle section, which is like Monaco levels of narrow, if not even slightly narrower than that. Yeah. Uh, that's obviously where Charles Leclerc infinitely had I Am Stupid. Yep. And then I don't know whether you've ever seen it, but he um, has at least one occasion basically done the exact same crash whilst playing the F1 game. Yep. <laughs> and he, he just looks at the camera with a, I know what you're all thinking, look at his face, just like, uh, uh, it's very, very funny. Um, recent winners of the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Um... Why is there not just a list of past winners? That's <laughs> most unhelpful. Was it was it last year or the year before we had the Lewis Hamilton drives off into the ether moment? Uh, that was two years ago. That was that okay. was in the first Max Championship. So I can't. Re- I think Bottas might have won it when it was the European Grand Prix. But in the last five years that it's been held, it's been won by Ricardo, Hamilton, Bottas, Perez, and Verstappen. So we've not had a repeat winner since it has been titled the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Uh, it's Red Bull 3, Mercedes 2. I think we'd both agree, as much as we'd love it to be Alonso, it's probably, if anyone that's not a Red Bull's winning it, would you agree with me that it feels, you'd feel most comfortable saying it'd be a Mercedes? That's where, all, that's where all the vibes are right now, but no, I'd say Aston Martin are the second best team still on the grid, and I will maintain that until I'm In which case, Jashan... If I tell you that Lance Stroll has a podium at Azerbaijan, yeah. can I talk you into predicting Lance Stroll to win the race? <laughs> no, you cannot. I've already decided upon my predictions and I'm sticking with them. But I like where your head's at. I'm very, I'm on board. Yeah, but it should be a good one. I try to think back. The year Ricardo one was a great race. Can't really like, but I know the Bottas one was pretty good. Yep. And obviously the last couple of years... Uh, the Perez, ah, fuck, and Verstappen wins both. Uh, it's basically, it's typically, it always produces something quite good. Of the recent additions to the calendar, from, I think Garku would be close to the consensus. Um, best. Uh, certainly for mine, it is my favourite of the newer additions to the calendar. Uh, in terms of what it brings oh, it's fantastic. for racing. It's, it's, always, it's so, always entertaining, it's always juicy. Definitely one we're both looking forward to. Fuck yeah! I'm, I'm actually. I'm. And look, it's been a it's been a long layoff with a distinct lack of Formula One goodness. I'm I'm shocked. Yes. To get back well, there was it. um uh, definite highlights in there. I'll be back. I was eventually listening to a bit of uh, boxing neutrals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, and obviously in there we had <laughs> they had one what episode titled the 2008 Brazilian Grand Prix. Yeah. Um, nice. Obviously after the whole. <coughs> Massa news broke, uh, and then obviously the weekend that it was, there was just the, the, the cancelled Chinese Grand Prix. Because that's why we've had such a long layoff, obviously. We were meant to have China last weekend. Yeah. Oh, sorry, two weekends ago now. Uh, but evidently we did not. We did not. No, we did not. China. Something that is on the Canada, but not on the China. calendar. Shout out to our Chinese brethren COVID. out there struggling with the vid. Uh, hate to see it. But yes, all right, some predictions. Jashan, you say you've already got yours locked in, so lay them on me, my friend. Yeah, there's going to be carnage. There's going to be craziness. There's going to be insanity. I've got a couple people crashing out so heavily in the sprint that they won't be able to drive in the main race. I've got a couple people uh, going haywire uh, during the main race. So I've gone with the street circuit uh, supreme. 
I've got certain... Ralph Boschong. Yeah, Ralph Boschong is going to be cool. called into the squad. No, it's going to be Sergio Perez getting the win. I'm, I'm doing this reverse. Fuck. Oh, my brain's nowhere today. Sorry. I, uh, I, I yeah, very tired today. Sleepy boy. Sleepy Joe Biden right now. But uh, fuck it, I'm sticking with it. Sergio Perez will win. Um, and he's going to gain on Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen will be retiring out of this race. He'll be one of the aforementioned crashes. Fernando Alonso is going to make the most of his Taylor Swift bump to come in second and drive a very, very nice race to back it up. And my flex option for the podium, because I reckon there'll be there'll be a crazy podium finisher. I've gone with Pierre Gasly, who has had a couple of decent performances there in Azerbaijan himself. So, yeah, that's what I'm sticking with. So, beyond Max, who who are these big guns that are falling by the wayside? Both Ferraris. <laughs> and both Mercedes Crashes drivers. or mechanicals? Both. Uh, Sainz both. will crash. Leclerc will be winning. Interesting. Leclerc will be, Leclerc will be winning the entire race, and then his engine will explode in the castle section. I'm and just... he'll say, and I quote, Ferrari are stupid. I've got the same answer, but different working out, because I've got uh, Leclerc crashing, but Sainz will have a mechanical. Interesting. What a pivot. An absolute sidewinder on that one. It would be a, ooh, sideswipe. Very nice. It's Leclerc and um, Baku. He has to crash. Yeah. Fair shout. Uh, for mine, I will go with, I think, oh, Georgie boy. Georgie boy, oh, Russell. Oh, actually, no. Let me let me stop and think this through. Max Max P three. I will have Lance Stroll P two. Okay. He enjoys this circuit. He does. Uh, and Georgie boy will get that race win that he deserved in Australia. I also think neither Ferrari finishes. Uh, I think. There will probably be some incidents that cause Verstappen to be able to be P3. He will be back to P3, having had to overcome some sort of shenanigan. Uh, I don't think any of the other heavy hitters uh, end up out of the picture, though. Like, we've probably got some combination of Alonso Perez Hamilton in fourth through sixth. Yeah. Uh, but I will... I don't know which one it'll be, but one of the, one of the little boys will be... Back end of the top ten, like a ninth, tenth for a Williams, uh, Haas, AlphaTauri. One of those guys will be nabbing a point. Or Oscar Piastri will include McLaren in those as well. Nice. Uh, but Lando will crash because he's a terrible driver. Fuck yeah, yeah. He's he's garbage. He's useless, and he's wearing he's he's been wearing weird goggles, so can't get behind that unfortunately. Oh, forty seven seconds left, and the leads out to four. Shout out to Jimmy Bucket. Jimmy Butler's up to fifty two. Man's insane. He scored the last. I think he scored eight of the last nine points now, or possibly that's like eight straight points. Fucking four. hell, this is crazy. <laughs> and Giannis is playing. Yeah, he's got a triple double. There you go. This is. Crazy. Oh, Giannis is actually back. That makes this even more impressive. I know. I know. I know. I know. Oh my oh, god, Max... the Bucks have a player on their like. On their team called Lyndall Wigington. You didn't know that? No. You really need to buy a 2K, mate. That's fucking awesome. Uh, I'm more impressed by the fact that Max Struess has a none, none, and none in 17 minutes. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's classic Struess. Jimmy has 53 points, and the next most is Bam has 13. Yeah, fuck yeah. Shout out. That is. Also, <laughs> oh Brooke Lopez has, a 30, has 33 yeah. and 11. Bucks aren't playing some, badly. They're just getting outplayed things. by by Big Head Coffee, unfortunately. 
Oh, absolutely. It's five point lead with 32 seconds now. I think they've got it done. This is incredible. Formula two. I don't believe there's been any uh, big, big news in terms of the Formula Two scene. Before we go, some predictions, Jashan. Mm. Got to do a little role reversal. Normally on old F2 for you, you'll pick out some kind of driver interview and try to quiz me on it. Okay. But instead, I'm going to be doing that to you. Oh, uh, no. They dropped an article yesterday. Would you rather with Teo Porsche? That's the one. So I'm going to ask you these questions, and I want you to both give me your answer, and then also what you think Teo's answer was. Okay. So, first question, Jashan. Weights or cardio? He's a very... I, I just I, Weights, just for my money, isn't necessarily a huge Formula 1 thing in general. Um, they're all very slim. They're all very fit. They're all very... You know, you've you got to have stamina to, to, to last with the G-forces. So I'll go with cardio. I think Teo is in shape. What about for yourself? <laughs> Me personally? Um, calisthenics. That's not well, it's weight or cardio. This is a would you rather. You don't get to go for a uh, well, option. well, chortle my balls. I mean, neither of them, mate. You know me. I don't do either of them. Yeah, but, but I guess I'll, I'll guess I'll go with um, weights. Just yes, I figured anything but cardio. Yeah, well, exactly. In, it's it's lesser of two evils. In agreement, Teo prefers weights over cardio. Um, and he does a little bit of both, but he prefers off. the weights. That's ass. Next question, Jashan. Would you rather? A home Grand Prix win or a Monaco Grand Prix win? Aren't they the same for Teo? No. Monaco, Teo is from France. Okay, alright, fair enough. But I'm asking you, would you rather a home win or a Monaco? Oh, me personally, Monaco. I mean, the, Did you the pay attention when I asked you how I was doing this? Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, the glitz and glamour. Let's go fucking Monaco all the way. I love what it. About, what do you reckon Teo went with? Monaco as well. You are correct. He says for him, Monaco is the best one, the yeah. best race to win. Damn straight. Sorry, I'm just I'm watching Raw at the moment, and they're, they're doing like a, a promo for Tiffany Stratton, and I am very distracted. All right. Bloody hell. Wow, the tables have turned. We're doing a podcast, but you're watching the wrestling instead. Yeah, I'm just leaning into having... Yeah, no, fuck it. I mean, like, it's 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 good. It's good shit. I just watched Chad Gable lose to Mustafa Ali. It was it was it was nice. quality. Uh, all right, Jashan. Oh, she's so funny. Overst- <laughs> oversteer or understeer? <laughs> all right, over. I mean, I don't even. Uh, me personally, I uh, look. Let's go for the max. We're going oversteer. All right. What about what do you reckon Teo went with? Teo, he's a bit boring. He's understeer. You are, you're doing well. He did Fuck yeah. go with understeer. I've got a gigantic brain, Matthew. Just, uh, just, just so you know. Okay, would you rather eat your favorite meal every day for a year Ooh. or give it up forever? Okay. Uh, and for bonus points, I want you to have a guess of what Teo Pochere's favorite meal is. It's very easy. Um, I think that he would eat his favorite meal every day for a year. Because his favorite meal provides all the nutrients he needs, and that it is a croissant. 
What just a plain you? croissant. What's... Nothing added, just a plain croissant. What's your favourite meal, and would you rather eat that every day for a year or give it up forever? Uh, my favourite meal... I mean, it, cha- it, it changes between sushi and a burrito. Um, I'm not a guest of burrito. There you go. I love Mexican food, and I I will go. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. I'll go with the burrito, and I say I would rather give it up because um I I might die. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well there you go. You're wrong. Teo Pochier's favorite meal is a double cheeseburger. Grow up, Teo. That's no uh, way. What? He's he's 19. What do you mean? Uh, and he said that he doesn't think his trainers would be too happy, so he'd no. have to give it up. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Uh, you might, oh, be, you might lose now that we're into, perfect um, figure. Now we're into real uh, would, would you rather question. Hands for feet or feet for hands? Fuck. That's just dumb, isn't it? Uh, hands for feet. I, me personally, I just, I don't think, feet for hands just sounds like a bad time. And I think Teo is, uh, Teo is in line with me. I think he's going to do the same thing. Yes. Because for him, uh, you were correct. He thinks if hands instead of feet, you'd still be able to drive. But obviously the reverse can be quite difficult. Yeah. Good call. All right. Uh, Jashan, first or last, I think I already know what this is going to be. First or last to arrive? Well, I'm last to arrive. Very clearly. (laughs) Uh, um, punctuality is not one of my strong suits not at all (laughs) I would say uh, if we're talking like aggregate Jashan's probably playing somewhere in the realm of several weeks late for his life my usual thing is like I'll message someone like if I'm meeting someone right at a time I'll message them on the morning and be like hey um, gonna be a bit late sorry you know traffic that kind of thing and then I'm typically late to the reschedule time as well anyway, so... Um, yeah, fuck. Yeah, so I, I want to be late. I think I think Teo is going to get there first, though. I think he's a punctual man. Uh, he... Well, you're half right. He said he would prefer to be first, but he won't lie. He's always a little bit late. Oh, God. Oh, damn it, Teo. He's been too busy eating croissants. And double cheeseburgers. All right. Uh, next question. Too hot or too cold? There's only one correct answer to this as far as I'm concerned. I prefer to be too cold. 100%. I move 100%. To... We're yeah. all in agreement here. Teo wants that as well. Good. It's the only right answer. If you would rather... If you're a, oh, I love summer. Winter's the worst. And would rather that. You can always put on more clothes. This is correct. You can only take off so many layers. And it is socially acceptable to go outside wearing six hoodies. It's yeah. not socially acceptable to go outside butt-ass naked. Exactly. There is I've... only one correct answer here. Plus, plus, no one goes, oh, you know what's really nice? In the middle of summer, just lying down in your pool of sweat in your bed with oh, no sheets God. on. You know what everyone does God. go, you know what's really great when it's really cold, like even just cranking up the AC yeah, and it. putting on all your blankets and dunas and just getting cozy. Too cold every time. If you prefer summer over winter, you are a psychopathic person. Exactly. And a second rate citizen. Go the fuck home. I'm glad. Uh, like, that's that's a really that's a nice moment. That's a really nice moment for me. You and my p- close personal friend, Tayo. Oh, absolutely. Uh, race suit that's too big, uh, too tight or too big. How many more of these are there? Just just curious. Let's go with about seven. What? There was a lot of questions. We'll start pumping through them. Race suit that's too tight or too big. Oh my god. Uh, uh me personally too big. Tayo too tight. Uh, he went too big. Oh, he well. <laughs> 
Do you reckon... Okay, you don't even need to add to this one. We know the answer. Do you reckon Teo would rather rock or hip-hop? <laughs> ha! I'm a hip-hop fan. Um, got a lot of the hippity-hoppity get off my property, and I think Teo Porsche, he's a young boy, so he's going to be the, the exact same. He is, but you'll hate this because he starts with, I like Drake. Yeah, they all like they all, all these formula, all these single seater drivers love Drake, like literally all of them, and it pisses That's me ridiculous. off. Ridiculous. Uh, karaoke or dance off? Uh karaoke for me. I don't know if he's much of a singer. I think he's a groovy guy. I think he's gonna go. He's gonna be jigging around a little bit. He's dancing. Uh, he went for karaoke as well for him. Oh, good if he boy. Had to do it. Uh, all right, here's a really good one. Uh, Indy five hundred win or Le Mans win? Oh, Le Mans for me. For sure, just for the history. Oh, uh, and te- te- <laughs> just for the history, because just for the history. has no history at all. No, well, America, I just you, you got to disregard some of that American history, otherwise you'll get depressed. Um, and because uh, Europe obviously has got a clean bill of health, and I, yes. Teo himself, being European, is going to agree with me. Yes, it's in. He said, "Let's go with Le Mans because it's in France." Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Of course, I fucking that that was an easy one. Uh, read people's minds or teleportation? There's got to only be one. Teleportation for sure. It should be. And uh, is he a re- is he a mind? Re- if he's reading people's minds, he could get a, a step up on the competition. He gave a very ambiguous answer. His exact quote here is: "Read people's minds. It can be interesting. Teleportation, I think, would cut down a lot of trouble. It'd be so good because you never have to wait at the airport. I don't yeah. like planes, to be honest. So, which one are you going with, Teo? I think he's going with the read minds, but I think he wants both. He's he's, yeah, he's a greedy telepo- boy. Teleportation, you gotta go teleportation. He's a, he's like, a, he's just... this is his origin story as a villain because it's always the greed <laughs> that'll turn you into a bit of a villain. Oh, here's a here's a good one. Here's the most Formula One relevant and adjacent app. Jashan, would you rather mm. Prime Option or Option Prime? What? Ah. Oh, okay. Prime option because it just it sounds better phonetically. Well, I, don't, I have no uh, idea what Tay's gonna pick, but I'll. I'll, I'll he stick... also went prime option, Good. and that's what I go with as well. Get the shit tire out of the way first. Finish really quick on the good tire with more grip on the light fuel load. And we're a big fan of Optimus Prime, as well. <laughs> uh, All right. Transformers. I don't. I, I wanted. I wanted. Uh, Transformers. Here's one that's up your alley, Jishan. Yeah. Um, Shoey out of a teammate versus <laughs> Shoe. I've I've never done a shoey, Matt. I don't like them. I think they're disgusting, and I I hate that now every single international artist who comes to perform in Australia gets peer pressured into doing one because it's just it's just gross. Uh, freedom is the right of all sentient beings. That's an Optimus Prime quote. Um, so it's, <laughs> it's got to it, got to be bosses though. That's way less disgusting than your sporting teammate shoe, who's also been competing in the event with you. Yeah, but those sporting bosses can be quite unfit at times, and unfit people have stanky feet. I should yeah, know. It's true, it's true. I'm going to go teammate, like brotherly love. Fair enough. And uh, I, I think Teo does the same thing. Late break down the inside, or sweep all the way around the outside? Uh, As in, like, an overtake. He's a, he's a, he, uh... Uh, I go. I want to cheeky late break down the inside, but Teo's going around the outside for sure. Well, we know he can't late break down the inside. Exactly. So. Uh, he went with the move around the outside because he reckons it's more difficult. I'm with him. 
There is nothing that just looks more beautiful than a big move just hanging it around the outside. Yeah. Win from last or win from pole. Win from last. It's much cooler. And I win from last for sure was Teo Porcher's words, and I'm with you. I mean, I love a. If the win from pole can be lights to flag, Mm. never giving up the lead. Lights to flag wins are not so much in Formula One, in some other sports. It's very hard to do them in something like NASCAR. Yeah. Lights to flag wins are really cool. But yeah, win from last. Well, like us, there's more to Teo than meets the eye. That's also an Optimus Prime quote, albeit uh, adjusted. Sam Witwicky. Zeal <laughs> <laughs> Spark. Yeah. I see, now I just want to watch Transformers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Baku. It's been good in the pole. We always have good F2 here in Baku. Big I think. Dick Tictum. Definitely looking forward to it. Yes, this was a vintage Big Dick Tictum performance. Uh, Dennis Hauger was mm-hmm. really good here last year. I believe this is where he got his first win. Oh, I thought... Oh, yeah, he may be. He definitely got his first podium at Monaco. But perchance, first win at Baku, you, you could be right on the money. But anyway, just to quickly wind things down, what are we going to go with? I'll, I'll jump in first. I think my feature race podium... Oh, well, here's a question. Who will have a better sprint race? What will be the better sprint race? And weighted. Weighted for respective abilities of their races to actually be good, typically. Do you think pound for pound the F2 or the F1 sprint race will be better? I think both will be good, for sure. It's going to be juicy, but I'm actually going to go with the Formula 1 for this one. I think it's going to be absolute Ooh. chaos. But, I mean, the F2 will be chaos too, just not absolute. It'll be uh, above average it'll be It'll be a less spectacular sprint race in the, in the context of F2 than this F1, just complete unknown. This will be. Exactly. That's a fair, a fair take. Right, after uh, this weekend, I'm definitely going to be saying something like, we lost a great comrade, but uh, gain new ones. That's also an Optimus <laughs> Prime quote. <laughs> We cannot let the humans pay for our mistakes, Matthew. <sighs> that is so fair. Um, I changed my mind. I'm gonna get you to go first now, whilst I go look up Optimus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly right. All right, I'll I'll, I'll slide in with some um, some predictions here. I, I think with the chaos that will ensue over there in Azerbaijan. I think some of the experienced heads will prevail, and you mentioned him already. I'm going to go with Dennis. Shit, I've done it again. I'm going first to third like a goofball. (laughs) Um, Dennis Hag is going to win. Doing it for the Red Bull boys and stamp his kind of statement as a championship contender. I've got Arta Leclerc as the most experienced rookie to come in second and continue his fine form, and I think Richard Vashore is going to be my flex pick for a cheeky podium. Um, I, I feel like he's been good here uh, before as well, has Richard. So, yeah, that's that's going to be my three. Very nice. Yes, sir. I'm a nice boy. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to go with... Uh... In any war, there are, <laughs> in any war there are calms between storms. <laughs> <laughs> We've had our calm for the last month. Now it's there will be days when we lose storm. face, days when our allies turn against us. But the day will never come that we forsake this planet and its people. Powerful words. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> with a, po- <laughs> a podium of Teo Porcher 
uh, Zane Maloney, and I'm going to continue to back Jack Dillon to get the monkey off his back for this season. All right. And win big on the Sunday. Also, Ralph Bottring will return to the points. Yes, of course. <laughs> I was tempted um, to name him as my podium flex, but I'm all in the Dutch vibe. Let's go. Richard Vashore, baby. That's fair. All right. Well, uh, with that done, this has been another combined episode of yes, Really Grid and a little bit of F2 for you. Find us on any good podcast player and on uh, Instagram at Online Hub Media. I have been Matt. I have been joined by Jashan. Yeah, man, had an absolute blast today. And obviously, um, check out our sister pod. Well, next week we'll be doing a couple um, solo efforts on my part. But I will be doing F2 for you and Rear of the Grid. So give it a listen. Um, give it a look on the Instagram. Give it a like and a comment. And shout out to our cousin pod, The Four Man Wall. Um, if you want... You know, some Australian soccer in your life, some football. Give it a give it a go. We are very excited. If you if you Google Australian soccer podcast, we are currently fifteenth and come up in really? the in the algorithm. So, very exciting stuff. Thank you to everyone who's been showing their support. Yeah, it's it's been a good week for the for the podcast. Holy but, shit, that's impressive. I know. How cool. I mean, you're probably 15th out of like 20, but you know, that's impressive. Hey, look, it's there, bro. It's there, and I'm excited. But uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for today, man. A very well hosted podcast. Uh, No, no worries. And with that, all I have to say is Autobots, roll out. One shall stand, one shall fall. Whatever lies beyond that portal is our best hope and last hope, my friend. Fuck me, let's do an intro. Gotham Free, we were doing? Bloody Russia. Turkey. That's the one. Turkey, yes, Turkey. you're right. We're doing Turkey. <laughs> <laughs>